This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Suspended public protector Busisiwe Mkwebane returned, of course, to the hot seat at the Section 194 inquiry into her fitness to hold office yesterday and today after she was booked off sick last week, for most of last week. Well, she said that the evidence before them and her shows that the president, that President Cyril Ramaphosa knew about the CR-17 donations. And there it is. It keeps on coming up, the issue of the CR-17 donations. It's not about that, of course. It's not an inquiry. It's not a, a particular sitting to deal with that. It is, of course, a sitting to look at misconduct and incompetence. But, of course, um, in this particular issue, there are these particular things that are coming up. We're speaking now, of course, to Mpumalelo Zikalala, a legal analyst, and Prof. Tumi Senokwane, political analyst as well. Mpumalelo, welcome to Power 98.7. How are you, Chief? Good evening, and also good evening to your listeners, and also good evening to Prof. Ah, brilliant, man. Prof, to me, Senokwana, welcome. Good evening, brother. Oh, Prof, I think we're going to have to work on your, on your line, Prof, uh, because I'm just not... Prof, let's just see if, if, if we've got a better line there, Prof. Ah, I think we're going to have to... I think we're going to have to work on the Prof's line there. But let's start with Mpumalelo. Uh, Mpumalelo, you can hear me fine, right? Yes, PHP is perfect. Absolutely. No load shedding where you are, Chief. We, I'm lucky I'm in Devon, so I'm only affected <laughs> after stage four. <laughs> after stage four. Tell me, tell me something, um, uh, um, Pumalelo. Um, she, says, she says she's sitting there in that particular seat because uh, she dared to investigate the president. And she also says it an, it, it's an issue of you know, the fact that you can't touch this particular president. And she says she has brought upon herself the wrath of the untouchables. But she says she's sitting there because she dared to investigate the president. What, what do you suggest to that? What do, you, what do you even say? Because that's one of the reasons she says she's put out there. And it's a broad statement. Of course, it could also be a political statement. It's linked to, you know, to, to, to some of the um, uh, issues she's facing. And, of course, uh, the whole argument and defense strategy is based on the fact that, you know, she was pursuing a particular investigation. She was, particular, she was particular, uh, particularly pursuing a particular person. And that particular person is the president of the country. And that also she is involved in, you know, Mr. Number One, you know, citizen number one in the ANC as well. So she's got a heavyweight on her hands. And, and that's the reason she says that she is sitting there. Not, not, not necessarily. Uh, I would say the reason why she's sitting there is due to individuals not understanding what does it mean to say that a public protector is as engaging in terms of misconduct or she does not have the capacity of occupying that particular office. Let's take a step back and look at the sequence of events. The day in which she was told that she was being suspended and the, the, the emergence of the whole Palapala gate uh, took place way before this particular inquiry started. Mm. In fact, mm. this matter has gone up even to the concourse in which the concourse has then said, please give, make sure that you give the public protector legal reps and proper resources so that she can be able to defend herself. Mm. Now, it cannot be that uh, at the end of the day, you are going to say the reason why I'm sitting there is because I, I investigated the evidence. Even the nature of the complaint, I think, came from the Democratic Alliance, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So it's not the president who just initiated the whole process. Mm. Yes, he has been part and parcel in terms of the suspension, yeah. but it is not the sole cause of why she is actually there. So I think it may have been a way of saying, I want to attack some type of motive as to why I'm being persecuted in this particular manner, but I do not think that's the, that's the reason why she is there. I'm sure. Let me see if prof, the prof's line is, is better. Prof, are you with us? Yes, I'm on my Oh, brilliant, prof. Prof, the issue, well, we've just, I've just put the question to Mpumalelo Zikalala about why 
you know, the public protector, the suspended public protector believes that she is sitting in that particular chair. And of course, the reasons she gives is that she has got or she has brought about on herself the wrath of the untouchables. She also says, you know, it is an issue of you can't touch the president. And she's sitting in that particular chair that she is at the moment because she dared to investigate the president. So, um, the, the, the actual charges are misconduct or incompetence. How, how far are those particular charges from what she's particularly putting in front of us? Because, you know, if you listen to Dalian Porfu or you listen to her as, as she's been relaying, you know, uh, her version of things, there's, there's a fine line between this issue of misconduct and incompetence and this whole issue of political interference and and criminality and wanting to investigate citizen number one how how far you know a, a, a distance are those two issues from each other where you are concerned you know d- d- will this panel will this particular committee draw a distinction at the end of the day between what she's putting in front of the committee at the moment whereby she's throwing all sorts of you know uh, reasons other than the misconduct or incompetence you know that is in front of her and she's 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 gone somewhere else and and made it a mostly a political you know defense yes look from where I'm sitting you can't want to Treat politics as pure. Politics are played within a particular gallery in, the, in this regard, a political space. And that's the environment that we find ourselves. Mm. And Mkweban is not the only person affected by the environment. We can point out the issue of the uh, explanation regarding the uh, uh, you know, disappearance of the former Chief Justice Mkweng Mkweng. Mm. We, we shouldn't accept that was just innocent. We must ask questions beyond that. The issue of uh, the, the, uh, Judge Thorpe, as much as it will always be, have to do with you know, certain elements of the law, but we cannot distance that from the political environment of the country that we find ourselves. Mm. So I come from a school of thought that says that politics can never be you know, divorced from the law or the law from politics. Mm. The two are intertwined and to a certain extent, the gray line exists. And I wouldn't want to treat this issue of the public protector Mkwebani as innocent. We know that there's been a push and pull-ups from all the sides in regard to her, in regard to uh, uh, the then, uh, you know, judge, President Mkwebani, uh, just, just to mention the three to say, Mm. This is really not innocent, and we must not want to behave as such. As much as there will always be issues, we know that issues can be, you know, uh, made up and so that uh, you are able to sustain your argument legally. But we know that South Africa, where we are, uh, you can even be as innocent, you can be implicated. But how many people have been implicated legally Mm. and whom we believe that, uh, some of us believe that uh, they are guilty as alleged have never been charged or so. Mm. So I, I don't want to separate. Sure. So, so, so she also puts it, and I'll, and I'll raise this particular one because it, it's fascinating for me as well, uh, and, and I find it particularly interesting. She says that on the, on, the, on the misconduct or incompetence part of things, that she is charged for misapplying the law when the system places necessary mechanisms to correct judgments or decisions when there has been misapplication of the law. So she says that she might have erred in a particular way, maybe in the way she addressed a particular clause, or when she addressed a particular, you know, uh, aspect of, of the law. But she says there are mechanisms for correcting that. And she gives an example. She says... There is an appeal system that allows findings of lower courts, for example, to be overturned by higher courts. So she is saying, ultimately, why was maybe she just not, you know, asked to or a court to find in a sense that she might have been wrong in that particular purpose and it could have been corrected and she and there might have been a correction coming from her. Instead, she says she finds herself rather finding or sitting before an impeachment process. What do you make of that particular argument that says, or where she says uh, she's charged for misapplying the law when the system 
places the necessary mechanisms to correct those particular judgments that she could have made mistakes with? It is, you know, it is a principle that it is included in the law itself or the spirit of the law that, uh, for example, magistrate might, uh, mm. judges that, that the high court might uh, therefore an appeal to the Supreme Court or mm. to the Crown Court. It is acceptable in the law. Absolutely. Uh, and they do it all the time. And it is deliberate mm. because there has been experiences before in the past that uh, certain judges or magistrates will err. Therefore, you make provision for that. And it is not only uh, the, you know, an acceptable principle or spirit in law, but in the society in general. That's why even in soccer itself, you've got a VR recently. Mm. It's because, and, and even in, in, where, at the workplace, you'll get that in the policies, you'll get uh, provision for appeals. It, it is because of that. If the appeal fails internally, you go to CCMA, you've mm. got provision for review, you've got provision to go to the Labour Court. Mm. It is because it is understandable or understood that, yes, errors do happen and there's provision. Imagine if we would have used the same rule to all magistrates and judges in the county mm. who have committed several mistakes in their judgment. Mm. But the law empowers them to make such uh, mistakes, and they can be rectified. And to the highest court of the land, Concord itself, it doesn't mean that sometimes when Concord is the final arbiter, it doesn't mean that there are not errors. History teaches us that in many years. hmm, And so, Prof, Prof, she's asking why she's sitting there when things could have been corrected. When all of this, as you you also point out, you know, uh, higher courts... Fix sometimes, you know, if there's an appeal system to to lower courts, they, they they fix those particular judgments and they and they correct them. She's asking why she was not corrected and why she's actually sitting in front of an impeachment process. Do you think exactly. that exactly? Yeah. It is you now then create an Mkwebani precedence or Mkwebani rule in out of all this, and it is it is not only Mkwebani. We've seen in several judgments that the exception to certain individuals if they want to be punished politically. And that's why I'm saying you can't separate politics from the law. Mm. Let me go to Mpumalelo because I need, I, I, I'm so... Uh, Mpumalelo, I'm interested to find out how you would perceive that particular argument that she makes at, you know, at that, uh, with, with that particular aspect in mind, where she says, you know, yes, I might have misapplied the law, but the system... Uh, it does have the necessary mechanisms to correct those particular judgments. You didn't necessarily have to drag me here. And she says, you've dragged me here, particularly and, and, and more so because you really, really want me out of the job. You could have just, you know, uh, fixed these particular things. You could, they, 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 there was a way to fix them, in fact, she says. Definitely. And, and, I, and I support the, the top of you. In fact, what she's saying is she's saying, I can't be a superhuman public protector. Mm. One does not exist. Mm. And the mechanisms in which you can get reprieve if you have been hard done by me in in the report in in which I have uh, concluded, for example. So Mm. to come here and then to allege certain instances of incompetence, you have failed to do that, which Mm. is why you find that when she argues to counter that, she then says, look at the clean audit that I've received. If you want to assess the truth, my, my competence in its entirety, Look at the type of complaints that I receive in mm. a single financial year, the many in which I'm able to conclude, how many of those then end up being at court, and how many of those in which I'm able to win or to lose a court. Mm. And in those in which I've lost, is it because I was incompetent, I did not interview someone, mm. or is it because the interpretation of the type of laws that we have, a mistake that could have been done by anyone, mm. is one which um, I've I, 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 I committed or... Well, I, was I allowed to be wrong within the confines of the principles of natural justice and yes. something that I've done? So that's exactly what she, she's saying. But she then going to look at the presiding officers or the decision makers and then say, this is why I have a problem with the person who's going to take the decision whether I'm guilty or not, mm. because they are part and parcel of the complainants which are there. So it's political parties, mm. representatives that are in court when 
certain political parties made complaints or are part of the list that instigated all these particular processes of the Section 194 committee to start, mm. do they have the competence to be able to rule or to be not to be biased in their, in, the, in, in, their, in, in the manner in which they rule, being able to separate their political allegiance and the type of utterances that they've kept came from those political parties. If you mm. can't do that, that means that the whole process is tainted. Take note of why she has gone to court to allege instances of biasness with the presiding officers or with the, with the, with the, the, the commissioners that are there, mm. the chairperson, because at the end of the day, she's going to say, I raised this particular issue of biasness, mm. but then I continued with the process because I don't want it to be viewed as if I'm engaging in still in grant activity. Mm. But I still have a problem. Hence why, at the end of the day, if you look at it in its entirety, this whole process has been flawed from the start because there is a quasi-judicial judicial process that which, which was engaged in, and yet the elements in the procedures which are used mm. are not that of a quasi-judicial process. The results which are not going to get are not going to be results which can aid uh, South Africa moving forward in terms of saying, what type of misconduct actions can, can, can they be considered or be deemed to be acts of misconduct by a public protector because mm. we have learned to what this particular proceedings have told us. When it comes to incompetence, what do we exactly mean by saying that the, the, the public protector is incompetent in, in being able to do a job? If you do not find certain instances or clear grounds of saying that, it means this whole process is going to be well, a fruitless and wasteful activity. Mpumalelo, and I really want to get there, uh, and I want to get to the courts as well, but I think uh, Stabiso is on this particular point as well. Stabiso? Mr. Tazel. Hey, Tachif. You know, there's one point. No one is talking about it, ne? But then in law, we always defend. Kissing point, ne? That's the case. You know, electricity wasn't stolen because mm. it, it wasn't physical. There's a case by my Leonard, the Hamusaneke. He was defending. He's the only one who was defending. So, are we saying the other justices were wrong? Musaneke mm. was, was defending state decision in the valley. I know we are in law somehow. Mm. The, the most important case, are we saying the other one, because he was the one who was descending, mm. but now it's low, you can steal electricity. That judgment, Patenzel, mm. so is the same as any people when, when they speak, Busum Kohan is not chief justice, is not public process alone, right? Yeah. So let's leave it there, Chief. I think you've made your point. Muslim, 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 more or less this time around, it's Muslim Mula. Uh, I've got it right this time. Muslim Mula, not Muslim Mula. Uh, Muslim Mula, it's right, right? Muslim Mula, right? No, totally wrong. <laughs> you know, and, and they've put it in front of me like that. Muslim Mula. It's Muslim Mula. There you go. Muslim Mula. <laughs> Eliminate Bush. <laughs> so, thank you. How are you, Chief? No, we are good. We are good. But uh, let me begin where the last caller ended. Yeah. The public protector uh, doesn't go out there and fails and investigate these cases, you know? Yeah. She's got food soldiers who go out there and bring reports to her and then she files them and, you know, and then she releases them to the public. And so we cannot hold her accountable. We cannot say she's the one who's making all, you know, we, we, these judges, when she takes the methods on review, they are saying she's incompetent, she doesn't know the law, you, as if she's the one who went out there to investigate these methods. But mm. I'm not doing my part. Here's the point. I totally believe her when she says this is all political. Because if you remember, mm. she was suspended a day or two, right immediately after she said she received a complaint to investigate Palapala. Soon mm. after, the drama process suspended her. Mm. But you see, right now, why the NPA is not releasing, even the public protector right now, why they are not releasing any information on the Palapala? It's because they know, as soon as they 
release the information that is damning to Ramaphosa, they will be suspended. They will be subjected to the very same treatment she is subjected to. Maslamola, I'm going to leave it there, Chief. Let me go to the Prof. Tumi Senokwanis. Prof. Tumi, both both callers, uh, Stabiso and Maslamola, talking about the courts and, and the legal aspect of this. Do you want to engage that? I've, I've got a particular court question for, for both of you, um, Pumalelo included. Uh, but let's deal with the two callers, Stabiso and, of course, Pumalelo, and, and, and just pick up on, on what they've been talking about. Look, I think uh, in, I do agree with what they are raising, and especially the last caller, mm. in regard to the, you know, the reality of the environment that public protects us, especially the recent one finds themselves. Mm. You know, there's been a, you know, now fear, you instill fear in the office by dealing harshly mm. with the one who's in office. And of course, Mpumelolo uh, also raised a very fundamental issue of saying, mm. Once then you are subjected to that process, mm. the same people who have driven you to the process becomes uh, referees and players in the same game. Mm. Same political parties who have complained against or who are defending against mm. the, you know, the complaint itself are the one who will be sitting there and making their decisions. And in this regard, mm. it depends on whose majority sitting there making such a decision. So mm. I do agree 100% with what they are raising to say this that's unfortunate political involvement is always there. Mm. Let me go to Mpumalelo. Mpumalelo, you've heard what they've said, but and, and you know, I've, I've also heard the, 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 the suspended public protector say, any plans to impeach me will, of course, be overturned by the courts. And that is, of course, Mkwebane saying that. So obviously, whatever is playing out right now, and depending on the decision that, you know, they, they come to, she, she already is building a case, and Dalio Mpofu is already building a case that's going to end up in the courts. Just, I think, for example, uh, with, with what the two callers have been hinting at as well, and the legal will find a very, very interesting space in the interpretation here. Uh, she's already suggesting that, you know, um, any plans to impeach her will be overturned by the courts. What, what, so so it's, it's, it's there already. It's, it's going to be a matter of court anyway. I, I, think, I think from day one, the, the manner in which these proceedings were taking place, it was clear that they're going to end up in courts in terms mm. of the interpretation and whether the process is okay. Mm. Before the process even started, the courts were already involved as to how then the process should, be, should, should go about. And once it has started, you then started to see uh, telltales of things which are not really okay when it comes to the rules of natural justice. The men which are adjudicators or the, the presiding officers in this case are going to take their decision. Their level of not being influenced, the level of uh, perceived biasness. And the test is, by the way, that it must be looked at from the person who's aggrieved. So if you, there are instances in which I can believe that pillow talk is going to be held with various decision makers in the mm. process, mm. I have every right to raise that point at the start. And it's up to the presiding officer to then say, as the person who is a chairperson, let me remove this individual because I don't want them to change whatever process which is taking place. But mm. I do want us to go back a bit. Mm-hmm. Now, it does not mean that we can't have a public protection that can, can, cannot engage in any acts of misconduct. Mm. And let's take note of what the Constitution says. The Constitution does not say gross misconduct. It simply mm. says the crown of misconduct, yeah. and then it goes to incapacity or incompetence. Yeah. So, in this case, what... Those are the two key words, misconduct and incompetence. Mm. Yes. So what has to be proved is that an act of misconduct has taken place, which mm. is why you f- we find the public protector at, at pains in explaining the methodology that she has used to investigate these matters, because... Mm. So trying to say another person, a reasonable public protector in my shoes, would have engaged in the same processes and in the same interpretation of what the Court of Ethics, for example, says, mm. or the applicable legislation actually says, which is why you cannot then fault me, because I have used my skills and expertise to apply my mind to the facts that were within me, and these are the type of results in which I was able to get. Mm. So the court in defending um, the public protector, or in interpreting, inter- inter- interpreting what ought to have been done, will always stick and say, we're not going to take away of the fact that there is a possibility that a public protector can act in a manner which is construed or taken as if the misconduct has taken place. Mm. However, we're going to shy away from trying to provide 
a superhuman public protector that cannot engage in any force. Mm. What we can do is try and give you a, a, a framework of how then do you want to assess the, the any acts of misconduct by the public protector and also look at the instances in which one can then be branded as if they're incompetent in the manner in which they've handled themselves. Another thing in which we're missing here, you, you can't be prosecuted for a rule that you did not know existed. Mm-hmm. So if you say I've engaged in, in an act of misconduct, a misconduct for you who's in radio is very different for me who is in, in, in the court of law. Mm-hmm. So was, was it known before we actually started? Did I actually know that if I engage in this part of uh, act, it's going to be viewed as, as being that of, of uh, misconduct? So I'm, I'm afraid that we are going to end up with a process that is going to cost us millions of rents in the mm. amount of time. It's already and, doing and that. that. Mm. And we're not going to get the type of fruits that we are looking for. So they've already called the term of waste, wasteful and fruitless uh, expenditure. Mm. Are we heading towards that particular route? It can be saved, by the way, if you sit down and then say, let's turn this into a learning experience. Mm. As political parties, what do you think that a public protector should, should, should be able to do? What went wrong in this particular case, if anything went wrong, by the way? And what can we put in place as parliament to make sure that we're able to get value for money, if I put it lightly? Um, so that anyone who's going to be appointed as a public protector on the next occasion mm. knows very well how they are supposed to make to do their things. Which is why in, when the public protector, uh, the previous public protector was then called to, 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 to testify, mm. one of the things that was stated was to say, you also had cases in which did not go well. Mm. You also have cases in which judges did not speak lightly or good of you, mm. but it did not mean it or did it warrant that you are going to be called to answer in Parliament, and the answer is no. So what's the special case when it comes to the mm. current public protector? What's so different about that? Mm. So it, it, it's part and parcel of the things in which the committee would have to sit and assess and check whether things have been done correctly. Sure. And, 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 and I've got so many questions now to, to, to ask once, once you've said that. Prof. Tumi Senokwane, I have to ask you this, this particular question. So there's less than seven months left of, of a say, seven-year term. Less than seven months left of a seven-year term. And the last eight months have been used in defending um, her, her, her basic her fortunes in that particular office. So seven months left, seven-year term. And the last eight months, she's been defending her fitness to hold office in that particular office. So I'm going to ask you a political question. Has the purpose of what needed to be done here already been served? Because if the political mandate was to remove her from the office by whatever means, but by whatever time, by whatever cost, then you would ultimately have achieved that purpose. If you were the ruling party and you wanted Nkwebane out of that particular position, ultimately by engaging this process in the amount of time with the money it cost, and the money doesn't really matter because it, it comes out of the taxpayer's money. It doesn't really come out of the pockets of the ANC and or you know anybody else. So would the purpose then, the political purpose, if that was the reasoning, been served here already because in seven months time the public protector is no more and i cannot see her in that particular position before she actually finishes this particular process so my question to you is is a little bit you know um uh uh, uh, um, a, a bit critical in the sense that i might be even engaging in a political space where this is particularly what they needed or wanted to achieve. The result is immaterial then at the end. They just needed her out of office. Doesn't matter what time it what time it took, doesn't matter what cost it what cost it affected. But they will have ultimately achieved in getting her out of office. What do you make of that particular statement? Yes, you are correct, but there could be three reasons. One could be historical, the other one current and the other one futuristic. Mm-hmm. Historically, in a sense that you take her out of office, you are able to destabilize her in as far as her taking more cases that she might find adverse, that she might have adverse findings 
against some of the people who are in political office. Or even, or even go back to the others. That, Correct. That, yes. That, you know, that's what I'm saying. Historically, that's one thing. Mm. Currently, you are able to avoid anything to happen now. Mm. But futuristically, you are also avoiding any future investigations or, you know, from her side as the public protector. Mm. So you don't do it only for one reason. There are multiple reasons futuristically, currently and futuristically, to make sure that you squeeze her out. And it does, you are correct. It doesn't matter how much it costs, the public, mm. you know, money, they don't care. What matters for them is to say, strategically, you buy as much as time as possible until she's out of the office. Mm. And of course, if you ask me if they want, because the more, the longer they, it becomes, you know, therefore she wouldn't be able to execute anything. Mm. And, you know, based on what has been happening, the current public protector has been very silent on issues that we thought that she would be investigating. Mm. Let me go to Moses in Bramley. Moses? Uh, good evening, Denzel. How are you? Sure, Moses, man. You know, uh, Denzel, this public uh, protector, mm. she has been a failure since day one. Mm. Because, you know, she represented a, a particular faction that was uh, strong back then. And some of the people who belonged to that faction, mm. they never thought a day will come whereby they will be as useless as she is now. Mm. They thought they've got all the powers. Nobody are untouchable. Mm. Nothing will happen to them. She was not there to protect the public. Mm. She was there to protect some elite, mm. some individual who are like powerful back then. And and hence so, then and then hence hence my my point, Moses, that maybe it suits them that this process is happening and that the time frames won't allow her to get back into that time into that time into the, her seat again. Because should they find against her, she's going to go to court. That court process is going to be dragged out, and there's no way she's going to come back in eight in eight months. So the purpose would have been achieved. Yes, Denzel. So I think. Uh, 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 she should have uh, taken the note from Tulima Donzela, who actually that faction, because they wanted her to do their their dirty work, but she said, I'm a public protector. Mm. And she executed whatever that is within her space of work, so diligently so. That was the public protector for me. Mm. But this one, she was dilly-dallying. It's like a headless chicken. She doesn't know what she was doing. Yeah, she must go, man. Sure. Moses, let's leave it there. Chief Jabulani in Tembisa. Jabulani? Thanks for taking my call. Sure, Jabulani. Yes. All I want to ask is, which is best among the two? Uma Kwebana, she said to have made an error in law. Mm. Umamutu, there were allegations of corruption, mm. fraud, and cross human rights violation. Between the two, which is the most serious? Mm. My case was reported to all institutions of state mm. the presidency, the fifth parliament, justice and correctional services portfolio committee, Ubabu Raman, TPSA, Ubabu Square. Roma says uh, portfolio committee, nothing was done. Mm. I lost my wife because of this case. Oh no. Uh she 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 the doctor said she had a stroke. The doctor said she she passed the, uh, her head veins and the, that's the cause of her death. Now as I speak, my girl child is suffering from stress. She is in hospital in this. She's uh mentally ill. I've got a daughter here, four-year-old. She's going psychological uh, psychological checkup. Mm. Surely, Umamumakwebana didn't kill anyone. Utuli is the most corrupt, but protected by media. I've tried every institution in media to let my case be known, but nothing has been done. Chabulani, ah. 
That's uh, Jabulani. Wow, Jabulani, that, that is a conversation for another day. And, 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 and that just draw the parallels, as Mpumalelo and Prof. Tumi have been saying, the parallels between the two. You know, how do you get the one to be impeached and the other not? And why, how do you make that, that justification? Uh, Stembiso in Durban. Stembiso? Hi, hi, good day. Uh, good evening, Denzel, and to your guests. And it's good day too, you know. <laughs> the, the day's the day's not the day's not done yet. The day's not done yet. It's twenty-one fifty-three in Depp and Denzel. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your point? Yeah, well, yeah, two questions and mm. or requests for comments uh, sure. to your uh, panelists. Sure. I mean, uh, it says uh, I'm listening to the caller before me. Jabulani. Mm. Yeah. Beginning to unravel this construct, yeah, that truly the saint and was to see where the 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 the, the sinner, mm. yeah, and, and need to engage <laughs> on that at some point, mm. right? Um, yeah, the, the, the two issues. There was that video uh, which uh, was shown in Parliament yesterday mm. of the judge mm. who was giving a judgment. Uh, on whether the public protector may instruct another state organ mm. to do to act on something, so a truly judgment and a bossy judgment. Same judge, same court, but two different, uh, you know, judgments mm. uh, on a matter that looks similar to me, being a non-legal person, right? So I want their comment on that. And then secondly, I mean, this whole week and today, uh, bossy was explaining, you know, giving details. Mm. Of the five hundred thousand mm. uh, of the CR seventeen funding and other the, things, the that money is, mm. upon. yes, they are in the process. Like, what is their comment on that? I mean, why are we not talking about the fact that the president lied, the president misled us, you know, and that the president has something to offer, and that actually the judges who found the president not to be guilty should also be subjected to impeachment as well. Stembiso in Durban. Let me go back to Mpumalelo. Mpumalelo, you want to pick up on, on, on some of the callers? Yes, uh, I think let me start with uh, the, the recent caller. Sure, and Stembiso. Deal with, yeah, and, and deal with the worker concerns. Mm. You see, that's why I was saying earlier, in the interpretation of the law, sometimes the court is going to use a narrow interpretation mm. and simply say, this is what the code says. In the, the, the case of the... CR-17 statements and, and, the, and the funding. Mm. The court said, you know, the, the court will only apply to our, will only start to apply to you when you are the president. Mm. Anything which was received before you became the president is none of our concern. We are only concerned with what you have received after the court is then applicable to mm. you. Mm. Now, let's look back at why do you have the court in the first place. So the intention of the rule is to say, we do not want to have a president who's going to be influenced by third forces or external forces. We want a president who's going to take decisions which are in the best interest of South Africans. Mm. Now, if you apply a wider meaning, you then say, but wait a minute. We're still interested on the people that assisted you to get to where you are, president. It may have been that when we constructed and drafted the rule, mm. we did not take into account that there might be people who are going to fund your political endeavors. Mm. However, because that's just taking place and the intention of the code of ethics and the integrity of the office and the non-influence intention is, is so that we're able to gauge this thing. Well, let's give it to you, public protector. You may go and, and, and investigate the type of things, despite that the, 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 the code of ethics act is, uh, or, or is, is quite vague in the manner in which you just describe mm. the type of things in which you can be able to investigate. So those are the type of things in which the public protector is then saying. Don't punish me for the interpretation that I've taken, which is wider, and then we have adopted a much more narrow interpretation of the process. Mm. I was looking at the end goal and the intention of the rule, and you looked purely at the technicalities, which is which is why you come from different points. Pumalelo, but, Pumalelo pause for a second, because I want to ask you something. Mm. When, when there is an allegation of this particular nature... Of, of Bosasa and all the kind of things. And she is an institution in herself in the public protector, in the, in the public protector's office. And there is a particular allegation of that sort. Is there not some form of duty boundness of a, 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 a security establishment like the NPA to pick up that story, even though a court might find that, and, and they did in 2020, as, as that, you know, the High Court found that it was beyond the public protector's mandate to investigate that particular. 
But, but, but there it is in the public domain, in the public interest, an allegation of a certain kind to which the public protector also says there was no declaration of any kind within parliament and or other. And she says there is prima facie case. Shouldn't there be or shouldn't it be the NPA be duty bound in this particular country to pick up on something like that? as an institution independent of its on its own and say we're investigating that particular aspect it doesn't really matter whether the pp can carry on with it but we can in in fact it's the law, in, law enforcement agencies because they have in, investigative powers they should say we are not activated by a complaint exactly we are activated by knowledge which is going to come to us and if that particular knowledge comes to us and there are instances of allegations of a certain law being we are going to investigate that matter regardless of whether the complaint is there or not. So, mm. in fact, in this case, what we are not asking as South Africans and also parliamentarians are mm. not asking to say law enforcement agencies, a certain alleged crime takes place two years or a year ago, mm. and still you don't have anyone who has been arrested. There's no reports as to what is happening to that particular case, mm. and you are silent of it. Of it. Mm. In Parliament, in which we are supposed to be accountable there, when you call the Commissioner of Police, what do you say to them? Mm. When you call the Minister of Police, why don't you ask us and say, what's happening with the Palapala investigation? Of course, the response would be, we're still investigating that matter. It's sensitive. We can't disclose information. Mm. However, it can, you, you can say, where are you in terms of the type of things that you've engaged in? Mm. In this case, it is worse because you have the person who's alleged to be the, 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 the let's, let's call him the accused individual, mm. or the, the person of concern, who then says, yes, I do agree. There's a certain instance that took place. Even my advisor has gone to another country to go and conduct the same investigation to be part of the investigation that took place. You can't be silent when those things are clearing and they should be responsible to other. And it wasn't easy to respond the police of the public protection to say, as part of my mandate, I want mm. to know what has taken place. And as part of the recommendations, I can recommend that law enforcement agencies take the matter further because mm. my resources are then constrained. But, 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 and I have to go to the news. And, and, and Prof. Tumi Senokwane and Mpumalelo, I'm going to ask you to stay on just beyond the news a little bit. Because, because I, I want to elaborate on that point, Mpumalelo. Nothing stopped the NPA from, from having seen or heard of that particular transgression. Nothing, nothing stops the NPA of asking uh, the public protector for the information that she has. That, that she has accumulated because she would have had bank accounts from APSA. She would have had, you know, had interviewed various officials in that CR17, you know, uh, um, uh, campaign. She would have interviewed, for example, a particular minister who is now in the presidency in that particular aspect. All these people would have said various things to her around this particular thing. The NPA had had all the time to actually go to her and say, could we utilize that particular information and see if there's a story here? But 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 it seems as though they leaned on the fact that you know the the report was overturned by the High Court because you know it was beyond the public protector's mandate. That doesn't mean that another institution can't investigate it. Yes, and it does not mean that the sequence of events or the fact that have taken place did not take place. Anymore. Exactly, well, exactly, Mpumalelo. What we then have is the accountability institutions and structures being silent and not calling for those who are meant to investigate and, ask, and asking them, why are you, aren't you investigating this matter? So the problem that we have in South Africa is not that we, we may have a public protector which is overreaching or it's engaging mm, in some mm. misconduct, is that we have institutions of accountability which are ineffective. It's nine minutes past 10 o'clock. It's the 29th of March and it's Wednesday. It's Power Perspective. My name is Denzel Taylor. You're listening to Power 98.7. That's studio line to call 0861987000. The WhatsApp number 0833037093. And on Twitter, we are at PowerFM987. We're having a conversation, of course, about the suspended public protector, Busisiwe uh, Mkwabane, uh, and of course, her testimony in uh, Parliament at the moment, which is ranging on a various amount of issues from, of course, ranging from political issues to the technicals of how she would have engaged in her particular uh, various cases before as well. Professor Tumi Senokwane, let me start with you now here. 
a lot has been said around, of course, Prima Faki evidence that she says that she has. She says um, she picked up Prima Faki evidence of money laundering in the Basasa issue that she could not ignore. She said there were particular money flows. And, and I know this is not particularly related to her issue. I think the point that I'm, I'm also trying to make here is the other point about, you know, where, where are the other state institutions in this particular regard to this or some aspects of this particular story? Yes, maybe there is a, a, a place to answer for her around misconduct or incompetence. But it's not as complicated also to look at other aspects of the case and say, well, she's done some research. There might be value in that research. She's done the investigations. She's in fact invested. She's spoken to three of the campaign managers that were involved in the CR17 campaign. Uh, and she's also spoken to the incumbent minister in the presidency, Kumbuzo uh, Nachaveni. And so she's and she's got bank statements from Epson. She's got all of these things in front of her. And she says various money flows led to a finding on her part that there was prima facie evidence. Now, she did not say guilty. She did not say he is guilty of whatever. She said prima facie case. Why do you think the other institutions, the other state institutions have more or less just used the fact that, you know, the high court in 2020 overturned her particular judgment and and said it was beyond her mandate to investigate. So it might be beyond her mandate to investigate. But of course, nothing stops them from having a particular look at what is being said in this particular case, isn't there? No, of course, there's nothing. Even worse, uh, Denzel, we can go beyond Kweban. You should remember that uh, uh, the former Chief Justice Mukweng had a descending judgment. Yes, true story. I just want to start mm. there to say yeah. there is a descending judgment in, for, in, in fact supporting mm. the views of uh, uh, the public protest. Mm. That will be my point of departure to say if then there is this descending judgment, mm. specifically on issues of, you know, unethical, you know, potentially unethical conduct on certain issues, as projected by the report itself or the finding of the report. Mm. Why wouldn't they, at least, if they don't trust her, at least use that dissenting judgment mm. as the basis of, of... But of course, you are correct to say that in the finding, they are referred mm. to say certain bodies or to even herself, Mkweban, admit to say certain bodies ought to investigate beyond her. Mm. Why wouldn't they, wouldn't they at least take that as a leeway to say, perhaps there's something that we can investigate. Mm, but mm. even the same court itself does not deny certain things. Mm. It does have to do with limitations of Absolutely. power. Absolutely, yeah. And, and, so and, and, and her mandate. Mm. But they, they have that opportunity to do that. Mm. But you realize, that's why in my opening remark, I said you can't separate law and politics is because people who are in office are always or in most of the cases in this regard the the national prosecuting authority head will be appointed by the president mm. chief justice by the president or any other people in that space for example they are appointed by the president therefore you always continuously should always reflect on that and ask a deliberate question which mandate are they carrying? Mm. And, and, you know, it's even worse. You know, I always tell people that it seems that uh, the former president Zuma failed in him making sure that he appointed a person and interfered. Mm. He never did that with uh, uh, the former public protector, Tulimadonze. Uh, mm. In fact, part of the problems of uh, the former president Zuma came from that office. He left his office because of the recommendations that came from out mm. of that office. He never interfered. But mm. what we see today, there's been deliberate indirect mm. attempts. In fact, to certain extent, in, fact Prof, in fact, from Tumi Senokwane, he went there and he answered questions in that leaked audio that was, that was, that was released. You know, there is, a, there is at least an hour conversation in which she questions him on various things. Um, 
you know, around uh, the Guptas and all sorts of things. So there is even an opportunity where he made himself available to the public protector for questioning. Prof Mpumalelo, I, I need to close the conversation with, with a particular point I want to put to you that I also put to Prof Tumisenokwane earlier on. Less than seven months left of a seven-year term. The last eight months she's been defending her fitness to hold office. And if I play devil's advocate with you, as I did with Prof Tumi Senokwane, and I said, maybe this was the result that ultimately they were looking for, you know, whereby they have managed to hold her out of office, they keep her out of office, and they will manage to also keep her from returning to that particular office, not reopening any of the investigations, not reopening any new investigations, and then they would limit her from doing any more damage. That might just have been the result that they might have been looking for in the first place as well, if I played devil's advocate with you, and they would have succeeded. What do you say to that particular point? I would seem to agree with you on, on, on that particular point, but mm. with a certain proviso of saying that we may have removed the person, but the the problems or the questions that still need to be answered have not been removed. And, 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 and as you say that, Mpumalelo, I also want to then bring back the reluctance of other institutions and then maybe future public protectors from engaging these things again. So there might just be that aspect that begins to become a norm in the new public protector, as other institutions have shown that they have no interest in wanting to pursue some of these prima facie, you know, suggestions. It also goes to the fact of the, the, the non-accountability factor which is taking place and which is, has been reigning supreme. That, that, that leads to all these questions that have not been answered. And most importantly, the law enforcement agency is not being accountable to us as South Africans as to what they are doing with the type of investigations in which they are supposed to deal with. Now, with all the type of adversities and the type of scrutiny that you are pointing towards the public protector, mm. you're going to have a situation where one is not going to want to apply for the job because, you know, once you're in that particular position, you're, you're causing trouble for yourself. Mm. But most importantly, the public protection would be very afraid of, of breaking new ground and traversing things mm. that have been done before because they do not want personal cost orders that have been attached to the, to the current public and, 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 and then one could argue, Mpumalelo, that a political appointee might just want to take the job. And once you have a political appointee, it defeats the whole purpose of why we have the office in the first place. It's and not going to protect us as, as members of the public. You're going to have someone who's going to simply be um, or brush under the carpet any type of investigation that could have taken place. Mm. And when it comes to investigations that deals with politicians themselves, we're going to protect them at all costs. You're defeating the purpose of why you have an institution which helps to promote the, the, the principles of the Constitution. It, it defeats the poor purpose why the office of the public protect is being created. So that's another thing in which this particular committee has got to be mindful of, in which our courts have got to be mindful of, in terms of saying, do not create a, a, a system in which a public protector is going to be very scared to pen down a report, just in case the particular report attracts a personal cost order. Mm. That can only be given, as far as I'm concerned, in instances where there have been blatant, blatant disregard of the rule of law, mm. blatant disregard of the type of methodologies that promote the interest of justice. If you've done your job correctly and you simply got it wrong in as much as a judge in the, in the case of the division gets it wrong and the mm. matter is overturned by the SCA, then allow that person to be wrong within the confines of the law and do not punish them by saying that there must be personal uh, personal cost order against them. Sure. Pumalela Zikalala, I have to say thank you so much, Brut, for coming on to Power Perspective tonight. Thank you very much for hosting me. Thank you. Prof Tumi Senokwane, thank you so much again, Prof, for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. And that's, of course, my two guests. Pumalela Zikalala, legal analyst. Prof Tumi Senokwane, political analyst. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.